0: What we have here is a reincarnation
1: of the last dance. It's not about jobs. It should always be about winning. I've been through, like, the
2: the raw emotion in the last 48 hours, and now I'm kind of tired. This was a terrible draft. All right, what's the real plan here?
0: Goody needs to be fired and find a job as a short-order cook at a Waffle House because he certainly doesn't know how to pick talent.
3: Just some... Of the reaction after the Green Bay Packers wrapped up their draft for 2020. Some of the callers' reaction. And uh, welcome back to the program. Bill Michael show continues on. I want to remind you, our friends, uh, about some of the good that's going on out there. This segment sponsored by uh, Lemonade Lightup. ShareLemonade.com It's your happiness hub and updated daily. It has hundreds of stories that are going to remind you just how sweet life can be. So visit ShareLemonade.com and celebrate the good. Uh, speaking of the good, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy, uh, Mike Clemens. Mike, uh, that's just a little of the reaction pouring in right now, huh?
0: Oh, yeah. I've been feeling the love from Packer Nation all weekend, Bill. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. And I, listen, folks, listen. I understand. I understand that you've been spending the last month looking at those things they call mock drafts. I want to underline the word mock but if I told you they took a receiver out of Central Michigan that you'd never heard of if I told you they took a wide receiver out of Fresno State oh that's a powerhouse if mm-hmm. I told you they were taking a left tackle out of the Colorado Buffaloes that were 1-8 and eight in the Pac-12 if I told you they're taking a kid out of UTEP the UTEP Miners, oh man that just strikes the fear into everyone's hearts right Right. Well then, you then you would be telling me I can't take Greg Jennings, or James Jones, or David Bakhtiari, or running back Aaron Jones. This is the way the Packers pick players. They don't go for the guys that you've been seeing in the bowl games with Clemson, and Alabama, and Ohio State. They you could be on a one and eight team like David Bakhtiari. They don't care. They're looking at the player. They're looking at 500 snaps on that player. They're interviewing him. They're projecting that once he gets up to Green Bay, he's going to work his tail off. Attitude makes everything to these guys, and that's why you get the kind of picks that you got. And now I'm surprised because of the needs of this team. I thought they would go defense again after going defense three out of the last four years, uh, and that they would need linebacker for sure and to get some help on the defensive line. They took an, a kid on the edge for Miami at the end of the draft. I understand... I understand. I just You and I just covered a team that got some weapons like Tariq Hill. I mean, the speed on the outside. And a veteran in free agency like Sammy Watkins that the Bills gave up on because he was injured. And who lines up for the key play on the right side, goes down the right side, and beats the 49ers' Richard Sherman for the key play bomb down the side that sets up the winning touchdown in the super bowl that we just covered a couple months ago in miami and that's sammy watkins or you lose kareem hunt because of the off-field issues but you still got a decent running back in damian williams and you got a defensive coordinator like steve spagnolo who's been there before with the giants and won a super bowl ring and he's doing it with makeshift guys like mike pennell and brashad breeland a corner that both guys you know were had has been coming through Green Bay and there they are blocking passes, making big plays in the Super Bowl. I'd mm-hmm. like to see I'd like to see Good get more active and continue to be active in free agency or picking up the best players he can off the street. But I understand their frustration that people say, How did you go through the whole weekend and and how did you trade up? How did you trade up to get a quarterback? Well we asked Good against about that. It must take some guts at no, this I- point to have to have 36-year-old Aaron Rodgers stand there waiting for some more weapons on the outside and instead to use your first-round pick and trade up to get a quarterback like Jordan Love.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, again, like we go through the same process you know, every year and everyone's involved. Uh, we build our board and we really try to stay true to the board, take the best player available. We always have been that way. And, and the way our board felt this year, you know, it was just one of those things where you know, he was the best player left and um, we're excited to get him. We think he has a, a really good future in this league. Obviously, we, where we took him, we, we think a lot of him. And we think that down the road, that, uh, he certainly has all the ability to be a difference maker at the position. You know, you hear chatter when you talk, talked to teams about moving up or down obviously they had they may have better deals and stuff so then you know there might be some, some things going on so um again you never know you never really know for sure but uh, we went through our normal process where we kind of talked to a lot of teams you know in areas where we thought we might be able to move up just so we would kind of know what it was going to cost us and then as the board felt like you know the way we kind of had it stacked to be quite honest there wasn't all a lot of options left and um obviously i had Had a conversation with Miami, they called. Seemed like the right thing to do. I didn't think giving up the fourth round pick was all that bunch to to get up and um, pick a guy that that we we felt pretty strongly about.
3: Hey, Mike, uh, the the one thing is is that we know their defense got run over in that NFC Championship game, so they went with a whole lot of offense. And just a couple of guys that you feel are going to be kind of impact players right here, right now, only three defensive players in this draft.
0: You know what's going on, Bill, is I want to remind the audience, it's not Aaron Rodgers' team. It's Brian Gutekens' team and Matt LaFleur's team now. And they have to install the Matt LaFleur program, and they have to take the next step. And so when you say, wow, you just got run over by the 49ers. Don't you need to still get some help on defense? Well, how do you come out of this draft with six offensive players and only three on defense? And, you know, there was opportunities. I mean, there you are at uh, in the second round on Friday night, and you still got Zach Bond out of Brown Deer in Wisconsin. You could get help from him at linebacker. Mm. They don't take him. He goes about like 10, 12 picks later to what? The New Orleans Saints. Right. And instead they took A.J. Dillon, the running back. And so I asked Goody about that. When you take six offensive and three defense, does that mean you thought this was a better draft as a whole offensively?
1: Uh, A little bit of both. I think it was just a naturally very strong offensive um, draft this year. Um, and I think certainly where our team sits right now, I thought that's probably where we would like to make some investments into the offense. We certainly did a lot on defense over the past couple of years, and um, it was time to start to address that, and I think we – we have a little bit here, and we'd uh, like to see some more as we go forward. But uh, I think at the same time, you kind of gotta you gotta do the work, and you gotta be honest with what it is, and not try to force it. I was gonna ask you about uh, AJ Dillon because at 247, I think at Dorsey and Amon Green. I mean, this is like the biggest back you've had since since a- Eddie, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was trying to think through the time we've been here. He's, he's certainly if He's not the biggest. He's one of the biggest. But let me ask you this thing quickly: is you mentioned this a um, week or so ago about you're so used to your environment with your guys uh, in the war room, the, the juice from them. So have you gotten into a rhythm? Do you have to keep the message a little bit more simple when you're talking to your staff when you're on the clock? Um, You know, actually, quite frankly, yes, we have. I think we've got a really good rhythm. Um, the communication part of that has been excellent. Again, it, it won't, nothing will compare to being together in the draft room and how that uh, functions, but it's, uh, it's really been clean. Uh, you know, all the, all the trade scenarios we go through from, you know, from minute to minute and, you know, the, which is really what you're somewhat concerned about when you're not together have been really, you know, gone really smoothly. So, I uh, think, you know, obviously our IT staff and Mike Hallblock and those guys, um, football technology have done a, a fantastic job setting us up everywhere we are at. We're at. And then I think just, uh, the time we spent prior as a staff, um, just kind of practicing through it,
3: um, helped. So, Mike, they, they go after and acquire the the first-round draft choice, which is Jordan Love, and like you said, this is clearly Matt LaFleur's team and Gutekind's team. I mean, they really don't have the care and concern for Aaron Rodgers' feelings. This is all about business, and I get it. I Look, I hey, the future is very important. If that's your guy, that's your guy. Uh, but uh, when you were talking to them, you know, how much of the interview process, what made them fall in love with Jordan Love?
0: yeah, has he got the football IQ? Is he going to be able to keep up, you know and and take over for their franchise maybe in a couple of years? Here's the other thing. They have been the Green Bay Packers have not addressed backup quarterback. The current quarterback, you know tin Boyle, I, I like him. I, but you know what? the Packers said this weekend what what they think of him. You know, he's the undrafted kid. i I haven't seen enough of him in preseason. I think he's, you know, could could win a game for you, but they haven't had a guy that could win a game for you since Matt Flynn. They replayed that last night at NBC. Um, mm-hmm. And and by the way, you know, uh, J Love as Leroy Butler's call him already. He's going to wear the same jersey number, number ten. You know, you you drafted Brett Hundley, that didn't work out. You traded for Deshaun Kaiser, and he's as big as his kid in terms of power and arm strength. That's the only guy they've had in there the last seven or eight years that's got arm strength that even comes close to Aaron Rodgers. But he's indecisive, and he, you know now he's been with the Raiders. Kaiser's never going to make it. He does, just doesn't know what to do with the football. So you ask Matt LaFleur, is there something, it, it, through this pandemic, were you able to, to touch base virtually with quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State before the draft?
2: We definitely spent some time with Jordan. I uh, had a FaceTime interview with him, and um, myself, and, and Nathaniel Hackett, and, as well as with Pepsi. And the one thing I took away from that is this guy is a humble guy, as well as some uh, clips that weren't the best. And what I love about about him is just the accountability he took for everything, whether it was a good play, a bad play. Uh, and I think that gives you a chance anytime. Anytime you have that kind of mindset, and so. You know the talent is there. He, he is a natural thrower. He is fearless in the pocket. He's athletic, and you know it's just it's one of it's one of those rare opportunities where you never thought you'd be in a situation like you were.
3: Uh, Mike, one of the things that Gary brought up a little bit earlier today, when we had him on the program, was uh, does Aaron Rodgers respect Matt Lafleur? And he was talking about some of the jokes that Aaron Rodgers had told, or at least uh, the pranks that he had pulled on the head coach, and whether or not that was, like, appropriate.
0: I heard you talking, Gary Ellison, about that, and that's why I want to make sure I play this for fans if they didn't hear it. Aaron uh, did a podcast with A.J. Hawk, the former linebacker, and it's Aaron Rodgers that's telling you that. that He says during the preseason last year, I think he meant family night, because as we know, he didn't take any snaps in the preseason games. But Aaron talks about a prank that he was pulling on his new head coach, Matt LaFleur, that may have come back to bite him later in the year.
4: I like messing with Matt on the sidelines too sometimes just because he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's such a great guy. You like messing he's with everybody. Li- to be, for the record, you like messing with most people. I like messing with everybody. You're right. But what's fun to do with Matt, because he is a little more keyed up than I am, is just kind of messing with him sometimes. So it was kind of the boy who cried wolf though unfortunately because uh, I was messing with him early in the, like in the, in the season and I did the cut my ears and tapped my helmet like I can't hear anything when I actually could, and so he started freaking out a little bit. This was uh, this was in the preseason, the only game I played, I believe it was. So the next time I did it was like the first game of the year against Chicago, like the second drive. My helmet goes out, and I cannot hear him. And he's like getting really pissed, like, why is he messing with me? What play is he calling? And I'm literally yelling at like Tim Boyle over there going, I can't. Here, anything <laughs> my helmet's not working so there's like a timeout and they had to rush in the backup helmet and, and you know and then this happened you know a couple of times throughout the year but you know at the end uh, the last uh, home game we had uh hit jimmy on a crossing route late in the game and the first down was going to get us the chance to run out the clock because was two minute warning and there's a big uh you know a big spot review of that one and matt wasn't quite sure that we hadn't you know he thought they had one timeout that like they hadn't taken off the board yet and so i was kind of i was kind of messing with him i didn't come over to the sideline for the two-minute warning because i knew we could just kneel it out and we had the game one and he was like come on over and i was just shaking my head no he said come <laughs> come here and i was just shaking my head no <laughs> and we had a good laugh about that He really does love it uh, like afterwards, but in the moment, until he realizes I'm messing with him, Mm -hmm. um, it is funny to kind of hold a joke until you start to see somebody eh, just about to lose it and then break it to him like, hey, I'm
3: just kidding. So there you go. That was Aaron Rodgers explaining, uh, kind of, you know. And, and you can take it however you want it. Uh, you know, I mean, I like I said, some say that's kind of offensive for the head coach. Others say, yeah, you I know, mean, it is what it is. Let's do this. So we're going to take a quick break. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michaels Show is next.
2: Border to border, the
3: Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Twenty-eight seconds left in the half. Love looking near side.
5: This is a really good situation to be in, you know, not being thrown out there. You know, I'm behind um, one of the great quarterbacks of the, the league. So uh, just being able to sit behind him and learn. you got a lot of learning to do, um, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that time to just be able to learn and, and grow as a player. And, you know, when that time comes, it, you know, i got to step in the game, and you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm ready for that.
3: Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We are on the air. That is Jordan Love. Says he's ready to play in Green Bay. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, uh, Mike, uh, whether or not he's ready to play, we'll have to have to wait and see. But he's got some other guys around him, too, that uh, maybe can help him out.
0: In the backfield, it'll be running back A.J. Dillon. Now, this is at the second round. Again, you, you could have t- been taking uh, the Donovan Peoples uh, from Michigan, uh, the wide receiver, but the Packers, you know, went with uh, the, the uh, running back out of Boston College. They could have taken Donovan Peoples-Jones. On uh, the Michigan, he ended up going about 10, 12 picks later to the to the Browns, to the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, you start trying to do a little homework about, well, where where did this guy come from? How you know what was how was he on the radar screen there? And uh, we're talking to the scout that was up there uh, in the Northeast, and he said, I've been tracking this guy since his freshman year. Uh, he you know, he really impressed us. He's uh, his grandfather, A.J. Dillon, this running back. He was a four star running back, played at the Lawrence Academy in Massachusetts. His grandfather is Tom Gatewood, a wide receiver who played for the Fighting Irish at Notre Dame. 1970 All American. He was the first African American uh, team captain for the Fighting Irish at Notre Dame. His quarterback was a guy named Joe Theismann, who we've had on the show several times. Dave of Wisconsin, became a Hall of Famer, great tight end for the Oakland Raiders. So four years ago, A.J. Dillon gets recruited by Michigan. And then he gets there, and Harbaugh says, yeah, we're thinking about moving you from running back to linebacker. And the kid says, okay, I'll pass. And so he dropped out of Michigan and he got picked up by Boston College and played there for three years. His his 40 time is a 4.53, six foot, 247 pounds. He's huge. I mean, he's huge. And so uh, I asked him. Now, one of the first things that you've got, he runs over people, ran for over 800 attempts in his three years there. But of course, you know that if he's going to get beat, uh, you know, Dexter Williams uh, on the field. He's got to learn uh, pass blocking, pass protection. And I asked him if he's been able to improve that while he's played for Boston College.
5: As my career uh, progressed, I started to play more and more third down. Uh, as the case just with most uh, running backs in uh, college football, uh, the the pass protection game is one of the harder things to learn. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, I definitely see myself as somebody who can protect the quarterback and understand defensive schemes in a way that will allow the the pass game to work. Uh, as far as my catching, it wasn't a lack of ability by any means at BC, and more so lack of opportunity. Uh, we just that wasn't our offense really to throw the ball to the running backs. It was more so uh, a run, heavy run style. And uh, but when I did have those opportunities, I made the most of them. And uh, at the combine, uh, I ran every route, caught every ball. So you know, it's definitely something I can do. I'm looking forward to you know just always uh, growing my game and just getting better uh, day to day, week to week.
1: Aj. Tell us about this game against Louisville. I think Lamar Jackson was still there.
5: Did, is that one of those days where you feel like, I belong here? And how many touchdowns did you have in that game? Yeah, that was uh, that was like my breakout game. Uh, at that point, I hadn't had a start. I got my first start that next week, week seven. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those games where, you know, the team, the team, well, we were, we were battling back and forth. You're going against Heisman. He won the Heisman right before the Heisman winner uh acc Player of the year in lamar jackson so it's obviously and you're away and that was just one of those games you know i kind of dropped up my chin strap and said you know what like i'm gonna figure out any way i can possibly uh, go ahead and put this uh, help my team win and so i think i had like 39 carries or something uh you know i had that uh the big kind of like my highlight signature run, uh four touchdowns i believe and almost 300 yards you know, it was definitely a day I won't forget. You know, it was just one of those instances where, you know, you had to get the job done, and uh, my number was called, so I wasn't going to let my team down.
3: The other guy, Mike, that they grabbed was that cat out of Cincinnati. Now, uh, I know he's a little undersized for a, an NFL tight end, but uh, the versatility, and I've looked at some of his highlight reel, really soft hands, too.
0: Now, here's another school that folks aren't watching a lot in prime time. So when you use your third pick on him you know, Packer fans saying, who, who's this guy? Well, this Josiah, J- Josiah DeGura, it comes from Cincinnati. Another tight end came from that place too, named Travis Kelsey, uh, who's the best in the business. And, you know, what? when you start looking at this tape, Bill, is what you see is the versatility. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's not only a tight end. They'll put him in fullback. The, he was, he, we asked uh, the coaches, so is this the kid you're going to have replace Danny Vitale, the fullback who is versatile and catching passes out of the backfield, but he signed in free agency with the with the Patriots, and you know think about Kyle Shanahan's offense and the 49ers and their fullback, you know Kyle Ewchek. That's what they hope that this kid can develop into. And we asked him. So coming out of Cincinnati, have you had any contact with the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey? Yeah, so I've been able to
2: talk to Travis Kelsey a little bit. Um, He came to one of our games back in back in the season, and um, you know he's really just told me if I ever need anything to hit him up, and um, just to keep doing what I'm doing and be myself, and that's really what I've done throughout this process, and um, it's got me here. But I'm definitely grateful for that that relationship with him. Throughout my whole time at college, I've really worked on um, perfecting every aspect of my game. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of way, a long way to go. There's a lot of things to work on in my game, but that's one thing I kind of do is think all my um, strengths are kind of equal, and I think um, that's
3: what kind of makes me the player I am. Uh, Mike, uh, what are the scouts saying? I mean, because, you know, one of the things that uh, obviously fans rely upon is what the actual scouts are kind of telling you, what these guys are going to translate into, who they're going to compare to, that type of thing.
0: Got to talk to a lot of scouts over the weekend, Bill, and one of them we wanted to ask about was Kamal Martin, linebacker, out of the Minnesota Goph- Gophers. So, you know, they didn't have a fourth-round pick. They used that to trade up to get the quarterback, uh, Jordan Love. So they're at the fifth pick, 175th overall, and they take linebacker Kamal Martin out of Minnesota. Now, of course, they have a needed linebacker. Now, the scout would not commit if this is a kid that is going to help out Oren Burks or whoever they got playing inside linebacker to, re- to replace Blake Martinez. But their scout, Brandian and Ross... We asked him about, uh, okay, we can see that this kid plays a lot on special teams up in Minnesota. He he uh, he actually became sort of a captain of special teams up there. But one of the, the knocks against Blake Martinez was the speed, the ability to drop back in coverage and help cover tight ends. Could this Kamal Martin kid drop back in coverage to cover the tight ends?
2: He's a guy who can cover tight ends down the field. He has some length and size on, you know, allows him to be more physical, with those bigger tight ends who like to stretch the seam, I think he's going to be a guy who you know who will give you a, another versatile piece when dealing with those bigger, faster tight ends because his ability to run downfield and play out of and cover cover back and tight end.
3: Kamal Martin had that knee injury last year too, didn't he? Because I mean, they're picking a guy that was a little bit banged up.
0: Yeah, and it's like you and Gary were talking about earlier in the show today what is it with the packers taking these guys that end up having injuries like particularly their last year he's six foot three 240 pounds and apparently he played through the season with the knee injury could not participate in the drills at combine because he's rehabbing from knee surgery so we asked him what happened last year with this knee injury
5: um so i pretty much hurt my knee in the middle of the season and and uh again, at the end of the season and just went in and had surgery to get it fixed up. But everything's, you know, looking great. Um, you know, gotten amazing reports on it. And, and I'm going to be I'm pretty much 100%. So it's, it's going to be good.
3: Well, at least uh, he feels it's going to be good. We we're You know, last year they took Rashad Gary. We didn't see a lot of him. There was a lot of questions about the shoulder, although it held up. But there was a lot of questions about him. But these three guys and and Dylan and, and Jordan Love and Martin they they all are familiar with one another, right?
0: Well, somebody found a picture on Instagram of this Kamal Martinkin from Minnesota, and he's from Burnsville. Uh, what's he doing hanging out with AJ Dylan from Boston College, and the quarterback you took in the first round, Jordan Love? And here's what Kamal had to say.
5: Oh uh, yeah, I know AJ Dylan and Jordan Love. Uh, We we all trained together out in uh,
0: Santa Ana the
5: past three, four months, and, uh, you know, they're awesome, awesome guys, you know, just great, genuine people. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to, you know, win, win a lot of games with them here in Green Bay, so we're excited about that.
3: Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Don't forget Traeger Grills, the official grill of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. You can get it at South Milwaukee Ace Hardware. I got mine at uh, Wauwatosa Ace Hardware. There's also Germantown Ace Hardware and Harry's Ace Hardware in Franklin. They not only uh, sell them, but they service them. They get them set up. They're fantastic grills, and I've, I've sung their praises. They start at three ninety nine and go up from there. The official grill of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. That is Traeger. More of the Bill Michael Show is coming up next. 16 stations strong The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network
5: I don't know, I feel great You know, I feel great right now You know, I, like I said, I never think, take things personal I'm always one to know that This is a
3: business first And I'm not going
5: to treat it as nothing else
3: Welcome back to the program. Those are the words of Tremont Williams so the Green Bay Packers, or at least waiting to see if he's going to be part of the Green Bay Packers. Mike Clemens joining us uh, right now the Schneider Orange line, wrapping things up. And the Packers, uh, Mike, did also go in the uh, in the area of offensive line to try to fortify that line position also.
0: They did. Now, the thing about Tremont, Bill, is – you know, this is a guy that I've known since day one. He'd been with the Houston Texans a little bit, but he was one of those undrafted players that jumped out during the, the rookie minicamp. And, and it's, a, it's a player that I called early on your show back then to say, watch your, watch this guy. Watch how they're using him on special teams. Now they got him as a punt returner. And, of course, he ended up playing a major role in that Super Bowl win nine years ago. So now Tremont is back, but he's going to be 37. Uh, they certainly can, can always use his leadership and his experience, on the other hand, we all know from some of the games he saw last season, there's a couple of times where, you know, you wish he had that speed that he had eight, nine years ago. So last week we asked Brian Gutekind, is Tremont Williams going to be back? And Goody said, uh, well, you know, we'll have to see what happens in the draft. Well, okay, they took a safety out of TCU, Vernon Scott, and they picked up an edge kid from Miami, Jonathan Garvin. So then we asked uh, Matt LaFleur, the head coach, do you think Tremont Williams will be back at Nickelback? Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. We're looking for LaFleur talking about Tremont Williams. Yeah. And you know what he said was, well, you know, we're okay back there. We got Shandon Sullivan. We we got Josh Jackson back there. I mean, they, those guys can step up. So it doesn't look very good for Tremont Williams at this point.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I would love to see him come back just because of his knowledge and his ability and, and, you know, what he did via film study and how he helped some of those guys. So I, I'd, I'd love to see him come back. So, Um, Bill, the
0: the Packers took six players on offense, three on defense. Uh, People just can't believe they traded up to get a quarterback. And instead of getting Aaron Rodgers, a wide receiver, in a field that was supposed to be so deep, one of the best, what did we say the last month, the best class of wide receivers uh, at the NFL draft in years. So how did the Packers get out of this thing without one wide receiver? Gutekind said... There were some really strong pockets there in the first or second rounds or so as the draft went on. They didn't think it was very strong, so they helped themselves with the offensive line. And we asked Matt LaFleur, since you didn't draft a receiver in this, this weekend, does that mean your team is confident enough in who you've got in your receiver core right now?
2: Yeah, no, I've, we've got a lot of confidence in our receiving core. You know, Devontae Adams, a true number one in this league. I can't tell you how much, especially when you go back from Boston, of uh, Alan Lazard, just the things that he brought to us from a physicality standpoint. You know, he made a, a bunch of big plays. Uh, you know, most notably, the one that pops to my mind right right away is the big third and ten that he caught a touchdown on versus Detroit, where he went up and got the ball. Uh, Jake Kumerol made big plays for us last year. We need to find ways to get him more more involved. And then I think you look at MBS the speed that he has he's got to take that next step and that's gonna be a challenge for him and and we're gonna be all over him to, to do that EQ is coming back Really excited about him being back in the fold and then you had a guy like Devin punches who I can't wait To start to, to work with because here's a big physical receiver uh, That is extremely talented and a good veteran presence. So I feel I feel really confident in our receiving for, and we've got two other guys, and Malik Taylor and Darius Shepard, that are young players that that I really like. We added Reggie Bagwellson to, to the mix, and um so I do think we have we have talent and we have depth at, at that position.
3: There you go. That's Matt Lafleur talking about the wide receiver position, having confidence. Mike, great stuff as always, buddy. We'll chat again soon, pal. Thank you, Big Unit. There you go. That's Mike Clemens. And that means it's time for us to get out of here as well. It's been a fast one, furious one today. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Time for us to go. Have a go. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.